0: How's your eye? Great. For anyone who doesn't know, which is everyone listening, except for my horrible, horrible son who listens every week. He, uh, he, my one-year-old. You just,
1: you force him to do it. You (laughs) sit him on a stool with big headphones and you say, you sit here and you listen to this. I do.
0: Actually, I play it on repeat for the whole week. It's where all of our downloads come from. Yeah. But he, uh, he fucking, that motherfucker, my one-year-old son, fucking scratched a chunk out of my cornea. How'd he do that? I wasn't paying attention to him.
1: <laughs>
0: I didn't say, I, why did he do it? I oh, said,
1: how did he do sorry. it?
0: I was holding him, and I was watching, maybe Cowboy Bebop, probably, to prepare for this episode.
1: Don't try and make this my <laughs> fault.
0: Yeah, if you didn't assign Cowboy... Wait a minute. I, I It doesn't matter. I was holding him, and I couldn't see him out of the corner of my eye, and he just like was sort of you know doing what kids do, grabbing and poking. And then... He stopped, and I was like, okay, I can finally focus on this, and then one finger just went straight into the old eyeball, and I didn't see it, and his finger's so small, like normally when something gets near your eye, your eyelashes feel it, and they close right away, but his finger's so small, it went straight into my eye, ah, and, and it, uh, he literally put out, took out a chunk of my cornea. We could see it. We could see the hole in my eye. So, it hurt like a... I just started, like, screaming, basically, because it hurt like a fucking bitch. Oh, And uh, Melinda took him. I had my headphones on, so I tried to put them on the hook that's near my desk, and they just fell on the floor. I ran down to the bathroom, and I looked in the mirror saw it it wasn't like bleeding or anything the cornea is like sort of just like a film over your eye so it's not like it's not your eye so he didn't hit my eye if he had gone any deeper he would have hit my pupil Uh. but it's basically like a gel coating that covers your eyeball and yeah you could see like a little there was a little pinprick in my cornea and it hurt so bad It felt like I had a rock in my eye.
1: Ah, eye stuff is always just.
0: Same for me. I hate it. I can't do contacts. I can't do eye drops. So this whole few past few days has been a real bitch. But it healed real quick. Like the first night, I wore a bandana over my eye as an eye patch just to help keep it closed. Because if I badass, thank you. Because if I closed, if I like winked, like if I kept one eye closed myself. The pressure from having to, like, do that was rubbing up against the – it was a whole thing.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I So I just, like,
0: kept my eyes closed until – like, I kept both of them closed because trying to keep one closed was hard until maybe 3 p.m. the next day. And then I could kind of open it, and it was hurting less when it was open because it wasn't rubbing against anything. Whereas, like, when my eyelid is closed – The hole in my eye is like rubbing against the inside of my eyelid Ah. so like blinking and like closing and opening my eye hurt like a motherfucker and then today is the next day i woke up and felt pretty much fine and now i'm back to normal i think it healed really fast.
1: Wow. I, you know, I would never guess that an eyeball heals that quickly. I never for some reason in my mind, eyeballs just don't grow back like they don't heal. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Well, I don't think they do. I think that's it's sort of like like if you get stabbed in your spleen, that's a different thing than getting a cut on the skin outside your torso. You know what I mean? Yes. Like the cornea is the skin of the eye oh you know that's what i was trying to say is that like it's it's just like a biology well i didn't know that until yesterday
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's true just teach biology based on all the weird shit your kid injures on you
0: rowan if you're listening i love you and i hate you
1: hey ditto rowan oh wow
0: yeah it sucked Mm -hmm. and melinda was like do you want to go to the uh, the hospital or do you want to go to a doctor and i was like no
1: i'm an american I can't afford to do that. From now on, the relationship between you and Rowan is... That's how close that shelf is to you? The depth perception on this screen is <laughs> You thought is it was like, like way behind me? I thought it was like way farther behind. Yeah, this is, the, this is the wall. Oh my god. I totally thought that was way farther back than that was. I had no idea that's what I flabbergasted by this
0: yeah it's just a recording room like it's just enough room for a person to sit like or stand at a microphone i thought
1: it was farther back. it looks so much bigger listen don't don't don't, <laughs> don't 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 we're not going down this path okay we're not doing that i'm trying to elevate the, the class of the show just by <laughs> a scintilla okay all right we're not going down that path good fucking luck Welcome to the media lunch break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and get your eye poked out by a little demon child. My <laughs> name is Chris Treble. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. As
0: always, I have to apologize to the listeners because Chris spent 10 minutes talking
1: about something you can't see. It doesn't matter. So, <laughs> by the way, I believe I now I think your relationship with your son is just like you crouched Back against a wall all the time, and it's j- in terror. A bit, yeah. And he's just sitting there, just playing, just putting on his face, and just uh, you know, just throwing things and just enjoying himself, and doesn't understand that like <laughs> you're just crouched in terror at all times. I
0: didn't want to hold him for a while after that. I was. I'm still nervous. Like I'm. I have to. Every time you look
1: at him, you just hear like. Oh, 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 oh.
0: I I mean, I do have to keep a better, uh, no pun intended, a better eye on him or less of an eye on him.
1: My gosh. Oh, boy. Andrew, we've got quite a special episode. It's a very special episode of the Media Lunch Break today, mm-hmm. because you gave mm-hmm. me a reading assignment. And we're
0: going to talk about the Oscars. You ready to talk about the Oscars first? Oh,
1: yeah. Let's talk about the Oscars. Actually, yeah. Let's talk about the Oscars first. And then we'll, Did you even watch the Oscars? Fuck no. I didn't know anything that was there. I didn't watch any movies this year. I watched, actually, mo- most of the movies. I
0: do want to see Ma Rainey's whatever that movie's called. Bottom. Black Bottom. I was I thought it, and I was like, that can't
1: possibly be what it's called. Nope, it's Ma and Rainey's And I also want to see
0: The Father, because cuz he won. Yeah. Uh, what what? It's an old man. What is this about?
1: Uh it, I think it's an uh their dad is uh suffering from Alzheimer's.
0: I've seen it. Like, I've seen that movie somewhere else. I don't, I'm just confused. I, I, am very happy to watch it and have my mind changed. But at the moment, I'm like, yeah, all right, I guess.
1: So you're upset that someone won the Oscar for a movie that you didn't see. And you're also upset that a person didn't win the Oscar for a movie that you didn't see. Just yes, to be that's clear. that's correct. Okay, great. Wonderful. So as long as you're coming at this with an informed opinion, that that's good. Listen,
0: man, and I know I do the Hollywood is racist bit a lot, but if you think the only reason heath ledger won for a superhero character is because of his like acting prowess he was very good in it but like it's because he died and so like to
1: see it you know what Yes, I mean? the story like yeah 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 the oscars do the awards do like the storyline of it yeah absolutely
0: so i i just am a bit like you did it for him does Anthony Hopkins need another one?
1: <laughs> another one? Like, he has a trophy case full of these things. He's got now two. They were done, like, 40 years apart from so each other. So did you see both of those movies? I didn't. I saw Ma Rainey's. Chadwick Boseman was incredible. He was absolutely fantastic. The Father is one of the few movies that was only released in theaters, so I didn't get a chance to see it. And that, but I did watch the Oscars. You know, it was fine. I saw most of the movies. Ma Rainey was really good. Did you see Nomadland? I haven't. It's the one that has escaped me so what you far. you you're like, I've seen most of them, and it's like, no, yeah, I haven't seen any of no, them. No, that's the one I haven't seen, actually. And The Father. Uh, well, and The Father. I saw um, The <laughs> United States versus Billie Holiday. I'm shocked that she didn't win. Actually, Uh-oh. I'm shocked that she didn't are win. Are you
0: really, though? Oh,
1: I really am. Really? She's incredible. And yeah, I'm, I know. No, I, I'm really surprised by that.
0: Alright, I'm not. I'm not surprised that someone black who's incredible didn't win an Oscar.
1: Cool. I mean, again, did you see Nomad? Mad Lad? No. Did you see the United States versus Billie Holiday? No. Okay, so again, we're coming at this, a real informed opinion on this. I haven't
0: seen any of them. Right. I'm gonna say this again, I haven't seen any of the movies, but I, I will just say it does not surprise me that uh, no black actors took away best actor no, but or actress I think, or whatever.
1: Like I said, she was incredible in it. I haven't seen Nomadland. So, I mean, Frances McDormand usually turns in a pretty decent performance. So there's that.
0: She's also really good at picking good movies to be in.
1: Yeah. She's really good at that. So, you know, again, that's the thing It's the other half of this is that the people that did win, you look at them and go, you're like, all right, well, I mean, they're pretty good at what they do. You know what I mean? Like they turn in pretty good performances. It's not there's it's not a, a case of like, oh, there was definitely leaps and bounds of just like prejudice. Right, right,
0: right. Look, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but the problem with the Oscars might not necessarily be that all these people are going, well, I'm not voting for the black guy, but it may be a systemic problem that keeps young black talented actors from being able to like proliferate throughout the
1: artistic community. Yes, I agree with you. The, but that being said, like I said, I haven't That's seen... That's what I
0: mean by I'm not surprised that a black person didn't win the Oscar. No,
1: no, no. Like I said, just based on the performance itself, I'm, I'm shocked that she didn't win just because she was really good. But then again, I also haven't seen the one that won. The Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal, actually, you would I think you would actually really like. Uh, Sound of Metal is um, Riz Ahmed goes deaf. That's that's what the movie is. I actually didn't.
0: I haven't seen that one either. I haven't seen any of them. That's why we're not talking about the Oscars.
1: (laughs) Uh, Let me just say this. Steven Soderbergh is the guy who produced the Oscars this year. And he pretty much came out the other day and was like, yeah, we switched the order around because we thought Chadwick was going to win. And then he didn't. And that's why it seemed. And I remember watching it and I was like, this is not a good idea. Like this is, they announced best picture third to last. And I turned to Sarah was like, this is very, even
0: if Chadwick won,
1: it's anticlimactic because I, and that's what I said to her. I was like, this feels anticlimactic because well, one, you took a risk. I mean, kudos to that they took a big swing it didn't pay off for him but they took a big swing for it because the idea was like we'll end with best actor Chadwick's probably gonna win and then it's gonna be this beautiful swan song at the end of this actor's final performance and then and then we end the show like you don't you can't get more poetic than that
0: how optimistic right. but it's also not how the the arc of the well-made play goes like the story arc that you're supposed right. to follow has
1: a peak and then a downfall right 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 but um, the idea was that it's going to build to that and then like if you you know say you have Chadwick and Ewing, then
0: roll credits no that's exactly
1: <laughs> what it was they were going to be like Chadwick Boseman's going to win his widow's so going to come up he's going to they're going to give a beautiful speech we know this is kind of like the end of the journey for Chadwick Boseman and then roll credits because what are you going to do? Two more awards after that? Yeah. You know, because Ma Rainey's Black Bottom wasn't going to win Best Picture. So they were like, let's switch it up. And like I said, kudos to them because they took a big swing. They tried, they they missed, and it, it just whiffed horribly because Anthony Hopkins wasn't even in the building. Is that true? Yes. So I remember watching this. So they did best picture third to last. And I was like, this is going to be bad because it feels anticlimactic because now you're putting the actor above the whole, you're right. putting the part above, above the, whole. the ensemble. Right. And so they announced it. It was like, all right, cool. No, man, lad. And then they did best actor and Anthony Hopkins win and they, he wasn't there. And he said he wasn't going to be there because he's like, I'm 83 and COVID. Yeah. And so can I do a Zoom call? And they said no, (laughs) because they had had people from around the world doing speeches who couldn't be there because of COVID, but they weren't Zooming in. You had to go to certain places in the world, like in Italy and in London, certain theaters and things like that. So he's like, can I Zoom in? And they're like, no. And so he's like, all right. He didn't think he was going to win anyway. He's like, I'm not going to win. Chadwick Boseman's going to win. Everyone's voting for Chadwick Boseman. And then he lost and Anthony Hopkins won. And so it literally went Anthony Hopkins wins. We accept this award on his behalf. Questlove, who's like the music DJ that day. is just like, thanks for watching the Oscars. Credits, 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 credits. It was so weird.
0: I fucking hate the Oscars every year. They disappoint me every year.
1: they disappoint me more and more every year see they don't they don't with me. I just find it fascinating to watch it was fascinating to watch this year's as like a whole different thing. Anyway, we're not talking about the Oscars today, Chris. Wow, that was way more time. Please cut some of this. I know. Please cut some of this. We'll see. Andrew. Yeah. It's a very special episode of the Media Lunch Break. Is it? It is. Oh. Because you gave me a reading assignment and then we decided that that reading assignment was so special, so unique that we should do the whole episode about it. Also because we said, hey, what do you want to talk about? And you said, I don't know. And I said, neither do I.
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I think the actual conversation was maybe the... The Oscars, but I haven't seen any of the movies.
1: And see how that went. Yeah, see how that went. went That's what you get, people. So we're gonna. The reading assignment you gave me last time was Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Not so, the
0: manga, to be clear. There is a manga of the show. Oh, right. Yeah. We're saying we a reading be assignment. It is the uh, the cartoon and it the, is the, the animated anime. feature
1: film. Yes. I'll confess. I'll I'll put this up front. I did not get a chance to see the film. You
0: son of a bitch.
1: I watched all 26 episodes, it's though. It's so good. I know. And I want to, but I just, I did not get a chance to. But I saw all 26 episodes of it.
0: Full disclosure, Melinda and I decided to watch the movie together right at the right time. You're supposed to watch it in the series because I'd never done it before. I've right. always watched the movie at the end. Right. Like, I watch the whole show, and then I watch the movie, and I'm like, right. it's a little weird. These characters who, like, some of them leave, some of them aren't in the show anymore, and then it's like, oh, they're back.
1: Right, right. And right. Now they're, they're here just, again. They're back. So I was
0: like, it's a little weird. I'll try to do it this time. I fell asleep 20 minutes in.
1: Cool. Well, that's a rousing endorsement.
0: It was very good. I watched it the next day.
1: Cool. I'm just old. Cowboy Bebop is an anime from... No, it's not. It's from 19... Nope. What's the year? You know better than I would. 1998. It's 1998. Okay. I was like 2001? Right before Firefly. Right. 1998. It's a short run. It's 26 episodes. Plus, like Idris said, there's a film. But the initial run was 26 episodes. They're all like half an hour long. You can kind of shotgun this really, really quickly.
0: Fun fact, actually before we move forward, the initial run was only five episodes, randomly selected from the series because uh, when it first aired in Japan the reason there's only one season is because it was cancelled, because they only picked like a handful of episodes it got cancelled right away because the production company was worried about like, it's very violent, it's made for adults, and so they picked like four episodes, they were like you can show like five of your episodes that you made and they did that, and then their last Last one was like a thing that basically said, We've got more. Maybe you'll see them one day.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. And so the basis of this is basically it's the future.
0: So you're 2172, I
1: think. Yeah, I think that's right. Because they eventually say it. So it's the future. Everybody's in space or on other planets. And we follow a couple of characters, Spike, and uh, what is the bald guy's name now? I can't remember it. I should really just pull up the IMDb so I have the character's names.
0: You should take notes. Is what you should do. I have three pages of notes on this, and it's not
1: my assignment. I know. I thought I had. I've been watching it for like three weeks straight. I thought I had this memorized at this point, <laughs> but we follow their bounty hunters, and basically, it's very film noir esque. And so you're following them on certain cases. There's about five episodes where there's an overarching storyline, but for the most part, well, it see gets-
0: that's not fair though. I would say it's closer to ten. Because between the, between the, with the main character, his story arc right. is over five. Right. But then you have stuff with Faye and like her story arc is over like three or four. Right, but
1: I'm saying the, 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 with Spike, I'm saying Okay, just him. One, yes. Yeah. Is, uh. Is about five episodes. but It's then,
0: definitely the most interesting story arc. Right, but for the most
1: part, it's pretty episodic. It's kind of each case or each, uh, I'll say case. There are a couple episodes that aren't case-based, especially near the end. It got less and less like, we're out to get this guy, where it got more into just random events that, that happened to the group. Jet Black, Jet, Jet. Thank you. That's what it is. <laughs> you just thank Wikipedia. Thank you. Cool. And uh, yeah. So let's get into this, Chris. Yes.
0: What did you think?
1: All right. By the way, I just want to make sure, so I'm not getting tweeted or something like this. This is this is an anime. This is actually an anime. I can call this an anime, right? Yes. Okay. This isn't something that looks like an anime to me. This is (laughs) is made
0: in Japan by Japanese people for a Japanese channel. Okay.
1: Great. This is my first. foray into anime okay i have friends who've been into anime i've tangentially seen some dragon ball and things like that but i never like sat down and watched like a full series of something you love this show and i really i really wanted to like this for you i really did and I did. Okay, great. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> You almost had me, except
0: that you texted me that you like it.
1: I know, I texted that you that really I do like it. I actually really, really did like this. Good. Yeah, so I really did. You're like, I mean, I got through the first couple episodes and I can't do it. No, I actually really was hooked on this after really watching the first. I mean, the first episode is really great. And then from there, it just kept like kind of hooking me in, hooking me in. And then before I knew it, I was, you know... 10 episodes in, and I'm like, all right, well, now I'm just in this until the end. I'm going to talk... If you are an anime lover, you already know everything about this. I'm not talking to Andrew specifically. I'm just talking to the people out there in the void. <laughs> if you're an anime person, you've already watched this a thousand times. This
0: is a very popular show, yeah. This is actually... IMDb uh, that has a list of the highest-rated television shows of all time. It's number 35.
1: Right, yeah. This is probably... Being a, uh, uh, an amateur at this, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is probably the most popular anime or one of the most popular anime of all time, simply because it's one of the few that like the the um, title recognition crosses over into people who don't even watch anime because I've heard of Cowboy Bebop, even though I never saw it. So I'm not talking to you. Okay, I'm going to be talking to people like me who had never seen anime before, okay? If you're looking to get into anime or just try anime, this is, I would say, the perfect... Series for you.
0: It's very western.
1: Well, it's very western. First of all, all right. Let's talk about the influences.
0: Well, I didn't even mean like a western. I just meant like it's very influenced in the U.S. Oh,
1: I know what you. Okay, yes, it is that too. But it is very western. It is is a lot like a western (laughs) as well, and not just simply because of the cowboy thing. But there is a western feel to this. It's very film noir. There's a lot of different kind of influences that that kind of gel together in a very nice way. It's very film noir. It is very western. I kept thinking of this like an anime Blade Runner. Like, that's what I kept getting because it had... All the you know all the ships are a little run down and everything, so it's that kind of dirt, more dirty, gritty feeling to it.
0: People equate it a lot to Firefly, and in fact, there's always an ongoing right. Like there's a small rivalry in the fan base between the two because it's like, well, he stole it from Joss Whedon, and it's like, no, Joss Whedon stole it from Watanabe, and it's like back and forth, back and forth. They were both being made at almost the exact same time. You know
1: what's funny is that I did not feel that at all. Yeah, I don't feel it either. I like I said, I I would watch it and I was like, this it's very. Blade Runner to me. Just, I don't know why. Again, I think it's because it, and the way that the series starts out is very noir-esque with like black and white imagery and things like that. So it was like, that's, I think that's where it started out. And then just the smallest things, the clicking of the buttons that they use in the ships sounded like,
0: sure, sure. you know,
1: the old school keyboards and things that they had in the in the eighties and nineties. Well, What's
0: interesting with this too, is you look at when you watch the opening credits, did you like mostly skip the opening title theme?
1: I did watch the opening title once or twice. And then when I realized like, this is the exact same every single time. And, and it's like a minute and a half long. It is
0: excellent. But yeah, it takes a while, but
1: I was like, I need to, I'm trying to get through this. So (laughs) if I do it enough times, I get one one episode for free.
0: The opening credits, they include set designers and the, there's a, uh, what did they call it? I forget what the title is. I meant to write them down, but it's like a mechanical technician. So like the person who makes all the like ships and the locations and the machines and stuff, there's like, there's a person for everything. So like, there's a lot of delicacy put into the creation
1: of this a hundred percent it's all extremely specific like i said one it's 26 episodes and then it's done i'm not going to tell you how it finishes but it's done so you can get into this because i think the one thing that keeps people away from anime who have never tried it before is that there's about uh i think right now counting a thousand seasons of dragon ball z and they're all different and yeah, you do There's don't pretty know. close
0: to that number of episodes. And
1: if you ask someone which one is the first season they will tell you. Well and then
0: there's seasons and then there's sagas as well which are right. the chapters broken up within the season because you can't talk about Dragon Ball Z as a season because it's I'm gonna
1: stop you right there. It's 400 episodes long. Okay this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is what I'm saying this is this is what happens this is a nice sketch yeah. about what happens when wrong. you try and get into any other anime and you talk. To to someone who watches anime is that they go on a tangent, right? This is just literally episode one, episode 26, done. Anime
0: is such a weird thing to talk about as well because every show either has 26 episodes or a million. Right. I don't really understand why. Right. Uh, and many of the 26 episode ones are very good. And they're just like, no, this is just how long the story is. This is, is it. You yeah.
1: Know? Like I said, if you've never tried anime and you want to try it or you're just looking for like one that you want to do, this is the one for you. It's very and accessible. And even if you're not, right? And even like, if you're not, this is a series that you can get into. And is very good. It's very good. And if for nothing else, like I said, it's 26 episodes that are like 24 minutes long. Like you can binge your way through this very easily.
0: Any episodes stand out as, like, not good? As, like, you're like, nah, I didn't really feel this one that you recall. Watanabe, the creator, his goal for this show was there's even... Like, a lot of times when they do, like, cool artwork between the commercials or whatever, or around the commercials, there's a phrase that keeps coming up, which is, the genre will itself be known uh, as—the genre, which is different by itself or something like that, will be known as—and then it says Cowboy Bebop. That is a direct quote from the creator of the show, who who was asked, like, hey, what's this show going to be like? And he was like, I have no idea. It's not a Western. It's not really sci-fi. It's not really film noir. It's its own genre that will eventually be— known as cowboy bebop so like every episode as well has its very own unique feel so i'm very curious as to like which if any stood out like you were like whoa that one felt super weird compared to the rest or if there was one that you were like oh this one's really good compared to the rest
1: one of the ones that stands out is the black goo episode
0: yeah that one's a very different feel i
1: love that one i was really compelled by that because it's like alien and it was so random that one was was really good.
0: That's actually a good jumping off point too. It's not really great if you want to like see if you'll like Cowboy Bebop because they're all so different. But it is one that you can just put in. You don't need to see any backstory. You don't. You
1: don't need to. Yeah, you don't really need to know the characters a whole lot. And it doesn't
0: affect the rest of the show. It doesn't. Like, yeah, moving forward. It's a lot like that Honeymooners episode where like the guy lost his job and then the next episode he just has, has his job, his job again. back again. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that one's really stood out to me, uh, one, because it was so different and two, because it was really suspenseful. Obviously, any of the ones with Vicious in it was really good. Like the, I think the first time Vicious shows up. I was like, "Holy shit, this is crazy!" Yeah,
0: "Ballad of Fallen Angels," the fifth episode, is one of the best episodes in television history. Yeah,
1: I mean, the first, the pilot episode is really good, which is funny. I used to hate that
0: episode as a kid. I was like, "This is so boring. This is so dull. I don't care about." And well, and that's something I want to talk about with this show as well. At some point, is that like. Every time I rewatch it, it's a completely different experience. Right. I have right. entirely new opinions about episodes I hated, I loved, episodes I used to love are now like, ah, they're okay, I guess. Right. It's always different.
1: Yeah, I will confess, I hit a lag right before the end. Yeah. I started to hit the a feng little... Shui episode. The Feng Shui episode was... Yeah, that was a little weird. The Mushroom episode. Oh, yeah. Mushroom Samba. Mushroom Samba. And then I think it's the one after what after that I really kind of missed... And maybe it was just because I was like so out of mushroom samba that I was like, yeah, not even paying attention to yeah. The other this?
0: Let's get back to like the where, where are the overall story arcs. The char- one of the things they do so well is the characters. The main characters are written super well. Right, you really want to know what's going on with them. So when they do these side
1: tracks, it can be kind of difficult. And by then, closer to the end of the season, the series, they had like several overarching storylines for for like jet and fey and spike and even and even uh, we'll get into Ed, (laughs) but they had their overarching storylines and so yeah every episode it was like a jet episode then a fey episode then a spike episode then a jet episode and i was like i really like that and when they had these weird side tracks of like mushroom samba or the or the next one by the end i was getting a lag because i'm like no i want to get back to this Stop, stop sidetracking me so much.
0: But in a way, I wonder, because that also kind of helps it, right? Because if you go away from it and then you come back, it's so much more satisfying.
1: Yeah, but if they're really good, yes. But then- on
0: top of that, though, I also want to say that, like, one of the first notes I took for this is... This is how you fix a storyline shortage. So, like, Spike has five episodes, Faye has three, Jed has three. The other 15 episodes are closed short stories that show who the characters are instead of who they were. And, like, if Falcon and the Winter Soldier did episode one, episodes three and four, and episode six in the story they made and episodes two and five were like, oh, shit, there's some other crazy thing we have to do first. And they're closed storylines. I think that could fix it for me, at least. Well, I
1: think the problem with something like that, where it's six episodes, is that you don't, you know.
0: Right. You don't really have the wiggle room for that.
1: You don't have as much wiggle room as as this. But I
0: think that's a cool way to do it. Like if we had a problem with like one of the Daredevil seasons and stuff like that.
1: Right, right, right. Yes. Yeah. The Marvel, the Netflix series typically had that mid-season lag. I think the problem I was hitting when I hit those lags was that by that time I was so invested in the character. I did. I, I didn't need, first of all, I didn't really need that break. I was like, I'm in this and I want to, and I want to, uh, I want to see this. And also you then set the bar. So like by then that was episode, I think the mushroom episode is like, it's in the last stretch and by then I had seen the Black Ooh episode. By then I had seen the heavy metal
0: queen, the uh, the one with the truck driver. Thank woman. you.
1: yes, that's a great one. The,
0: the one with uh, with Rocco learning martial arts from Spike.
1: Yes. What's the second episode? The, for some reason, the second, uh, Stray Dog Strut. Okay, that's yes, yeah, that's find nine. one. Yes, that one. But I had already seen these. You know, the episode after Faye got introduced, and then she, co- she comes back again. My point is, I had seen these really good episodes already. And then you interrupt this flow of like these really compelling story arcs to give me bad episodes, essentially. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I'm like, you've set your your bar very high.
0: I do think that you might change your mind if you watch it again down the line. Sure. It's a weird thing, man. I don't know how to. And I've I've. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos of people talking about, like, I was looking up, like, uh, the philosophy of Cowboy Bebop and the, you know, Cowboy Bebop and nihilism and Cowboy Bebop and the music and stuff like that. And I have been, like, uh, watching these videos to prepare for this. And a
1: lot of them are, like... Hold on. Time out. What happened? My iPad is apparently dying. Oh, and no. I just have to plug it into something. Give me a sec. Chris,
0: we've come a long way. And I just think that, uh... If you don't have a charger handy for your iPad, you might not be cut out for podcasting. Anyway, if anyone else thinks they could do a better job, please get in touch with us by sending an email to TheMediaLunchBreak at gmail.com. Send us a resume. Send us, you know, a headshot, maybe a sample of any audio work you've done before, and uh, we'll be sure to get back in touch because whatever it is, it can't be any worse than this, and that's all I have to say about that. This is incredible. Welcome back. Charging. Charging it up. Charging it up. So I watched a bunch of videos to prepare for this of people like talking about various themes in the show and stuff. And a lot of them said the same thing that I had always thought, which is every time I watch this episodes I thought were bad are important to me now and they seem really good because I have experiences because I've grown older that make me relate to these other episodes
1: right okay so that let me me transition into this then because I think one of the reasons I was not feeling Mushroom Samba the the episode that we kind of are centering around as one of the weaker ones I like all the characters in the show except for Ed (laughs) I cannot. Oh, I can't or stand. And that's the thing too, though. Her.
0: The first time I watched that show, favorite character. I was 14, but I was like, "Oh, this is the coolest character. This like tech wizard, who's like very silly and simple, but also like super cool."
1: I yeah. I can't. I I just she he or she. I keep saying she. It's she, right? Yeah. Right. They kind of sometimes play around with like people don't know what they're yeah, what yeah, that's true. But I yeah I'm pretty sure it's a she. I think it is a she. She it looks is. like she's a she.
0: It is a she. They they her her real name is Francois. Oh is
1: it okay. like it's a she. She was introduced and was like this is a weird character. But you never know. I will say this. The one interesting thing is, like, you never quite get that the character is sticking around until they have already stuck around. Do you know what I mean? Like, any of the kids, I'm like, oh, okay, Oh, that dog's just here now all the time. Right. Faye is the same way. Like, Faye comes in an episode and then leaves and then ends up back in and then she's in the series. And it was like full
0: disclosure. When you texted me that you were really enjoying it, I was like, what? I sent you a message like, what episode are you on? And you told me and I was like, it's before they meet Ed.
1: Yeah, I can't. You're going to argue with me on this. And I almost know what points you're going to make to to counter this. But she is, to me, pointless to have in the series. Because she okay, as far as the co- cohesiveness of the group where everyone kind of serves some sort of purpose as far as a bounty hunter or something like that, she's a hacker and I get that. But before that they were already using Jet as that role, like he could hack and They do, could
0: even use I. Right, they could even <laughs> and then they had
1: I, right? She does not need to be there. And there were times when I was like they're writing certain scenarios in order to give her a reason to be there
0: i here's what i say in response to that and maybe you you said you sort of have an idea of what i'm gonna say but maybe you don't i think without her there's virtually no levity in the show
1: that's a point that i didn't think you were gonna make my counterpoint to that is first of all i didn't find her levity that funny anyway
0: right it doesn't need to be funny it just needs to be like a point where you go Uh, Right. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Where you take a breath. Yeah. Right. But there were points without her that they had brought in levity.
0: Some. But it's hard to do with the other characters.
1: It is hard to do, but it's not impossible to do. I guess. I understand what you're saying with that. But at the same time, for the most part, she never really. To me, I never felt levity whenever there was a scene with her. I felt annoyance. I was like, oh, man, just. There were very few times... How did you feel when the character left? I still had a... I, weirdly enough, and I was surprised by this, when the character left, I did have a slight like, ah, oh, because you had been with this person for so long. And also like, you feel... And it was less the feeling of I'm going to miss Ed and more the feeling of the people that I do care about in this show are sad are sad because this person has left
0: one of the videos I listened to or I watched said that like he considered Ed and I to be sort of a weak link in the show mm-hmm. and then he was like but even that ends up there's so many themes and one of the themes is that like you don't know what you've got until it's gone right he was like I spent the entire show being like when are they gonna leave and then they left and he was like it feels like they're like they're gone like you feel it and it is like whether it's better or worse afterwards you're like it does kind of feel like there's something missing after that. It's not the same show.
1: Yeah, I get that. Because they had built a unit. Right. And I get it. Like, it, it was a found family structure, and then it was a whole... Yeah, yeah. Yes. And it starts off with just Jet and Spike, and they don't need anybody else, and then they slowly let people in their hearts open up, and they change, and blah, blah, blah. I get yeah, it. The yeah.
0: Grinch's heart grew three sizes, sizes that Yeah, day. That's exactly. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I got it. But... As far as like the times when she was on screen, I was like, my God, shut up.
0: It does feel a little cringy from time
1: to time. Yeah. I want to talk about the ending in a second, but is there anything else you're dying for me dying to ask me that you want to know? about the show or anything you want to share about the show in general
0: i have basically like i know
1: you have like 80 pages of notes i
0: have a dissertation on this i'm
1: sure that you do Just
0: here's since we were talking about ed one of the things i noticed was that you know ed is always asking for souvenirs when the other crew members go off somewhere right souvenir bring me a souvenir right, in the right. end ed brings spike a souvenir pinwheel when she leaves
1: Oh, fair.
0: She picks it up from her her home in the, the nunnery or wherever right. she was. And she has it throughout the episode. And then right before she leaves, she hands it to him and he's super confused. And then she's gone.
1: Right. I didn't even. There's pay... a
0: lot of little stuff that I've I'm never sure noticed before. I'm sure there's well, stuff... stuff that I'd never noticed before. And it's like my sixth time. And I'm like, that's something I never saw. You know, Right.
1: I will also say this. This is a show that I would totally revisit again, because even when I was watching it, I was Going, there are little things in this that I'm not picking up on. Here's
0: a question for you: What do you think of the music? I love the music. It's fucking phenomenal. Oh, that's isn't another
1: it? thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah. So another thing that sets this apart from I don't want to say that sets this apart from other anime because I don't know other anime, but what sets it apart from what the idea of that people have about anime is that the music in this is u- utilized very well, and it's not. Again, I'm trying to. I want to. Preface this with like, this is the idea that people have when they go into anime and not what actual anime is. But I think a lot of the... This is the
0: idea of someone who's never seen anime before, as you, their spokesman, can attest to.
1: I think a lot of people would assume that the music, if they were to use like a pop song or something, it'd be like a Japanese song. So it'd be some... Ballad or something or some pop song or something with lyrics that I have no idea what they are. And there's some Japanese song that I've never heard and don't even know if anyone knows outside of this show. That happens very rarely. And usually it actually doesn't didn't come into play until like close to the end of the series. Yeah, because I kept waiting for it to happen. You
0: know, what's interesting about that as well. Half the songs are written in made up languages. Oh, really? Yeah. So like at the end of Ballad of Fallen Angels, the one where they introduce Vicious, when he's when Spike is falling out of the window, yes. there's a song playing. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think it's called Greenbird. And it is in a made up language. The heavy metal music that plays in the heavy metal queen episode made up language. Half the songs are made up languages. And there's only a couple in English. And there's yeah, only a couple in Japanese.
1: Oh, OK, cool. Again, the way that they utilize the music in this, I would say is very, I don't want to say it's very Western, like American.
0: It's very Westernized music, yeah. But
1: it's very Westernized music, but also the util- the way that they utilize it in a scene is done that it's not a one-to-one ratio. So for instance, instead of an action sequence having a fast-paced action music, they do, and I think this is more of an American or a Western idea, they will juxtapose the action that's going on in the scene with the emotion of the character and the music will play to the emotion of the character and not the action of the scene, which the first time it happened it happens in the first episode, I was like, Oh, it's this type of show. <laughs> Great. This yeah. is going to make this, this a lot easier. Easy.
0: Yeah. They, uh, fun fact, they brought on Yoko Kano is her name. She was the person, the one woman made all the music for this and for the movie. Yes. And they yeah. brought her on first. she, made a band called The Seatbelts so she could make the music for this. And uh, they produced all the music first and then passed it over to the writers. And were like, here you go, put it where you want
1: it. First of all, the music's great in and of itself. Then the utilization of it is really powerful and really palpable and used to a really great effect. So it was something that really enhanced the show for me is... Getting to the climactic scene and knowing I wasn't just going to be bombarded with some fast paced action music while this fast paced action scene is going on. There was something really tangible to it that uh, that was going on. What themes did you pick up? I mean, obviously, there's the there's the family theme, which it's not heavy handed. Yeah, yeah, but it's the most obvious one.
0: Yeah, it's a little cliched, like the tough guy who opens up to a family or whatever.
1: Right. But what's nice is that they don't ever – there's never, like, the heart-to-heart scene, which is really nice.
0: Right. There are things that the characters will never do, and so they don't.
1: Right, yeah. They do keep that noir feeling throughout the series in that – They're true to the characters. Yeah, in that they never really have that, like, opening up or cracking of the shell or that sort of thing. There's an unspokenness to the to the acceptance of these people – being here. So much so
0: that it's extremely unsettling in, I think it's the last episode, is the first time you hear Spike laugh and every time I get to it, I'm like oh, that's what he sounds like. It's really unsettling to hear him laugh for the first time.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I think the first time Faye really, really opens up, like she really... Well,
0: she's sort of a different person because she remembers... I was gonna
1: say, but by then she's a different person. Right. Because that's her her journey.
0: I used to hate her arc and then like watching it this time, every time I watch the series, I relate to a different character. And so, like, I follow their arc a little bit stronger. The last time before this, it was Jet. I never understood Jet's I was like, who gives a shit about this guy who, like, got his arm shot off and then he goes back and visits his old love. Who cares? That was a great episode,
1: by the way. But I hated that uh,
0: episode when I was younger. Are you
1: talking about the woman episode? Both of them.
0: I thought they were both stupid. (laughs) Okay, cool. But I'm saying, when I was, like, 14, I was like, who gives a shit about this? And then the last time I watched it, like, three years ago, I was like, ugh my heart and yeah like the the old man who has his battle scars from whatever whatever and also like the jilted love he returns to and this pastime when like Faye is watching her childhood say to her don't lose me I was heartbreaking
1: right the only thing that I found unsatisfying about Faye's storyline is that it didn't feel quite finished
0: which I love actually
1: I didn't hate it I'm just like I this is actually I actually mean this as a compliment I was in in it so much that I needed some sort of a closure to it. Yeah, and some of the arcs don't get a bow neatly tied around them, right? Which is nice. But like, Jet's is an interesting arc in that it's almost not an arc per se. You yeah. just get these. His random, also doesn't end. No, but what I think the way that they structured his, it didn't feel like it needed an ending because it wasn't. There wasn't one specific arc about Jet. The thing about Jet is that. It wasn't like a full-on arc. It was just these little episodes, these one-off episodes that you get little glimpses into his past. So I was like, I feel when when the series ended, I was like, I feel like I've seen enough of his past that I feel complete. Whereas Faye, it was one story arc, right? And so it needed... And again, I mean, this is a compliment because I was enjoying it. I was like, I need one last thing. It felt like one episode shy of being done. Which,
0: see, that's the thing is I love that like Jet doesn't really have he doesn't have any closure. I accept the closure he gets is in small increments. Spike gets like a huge catharsis at the end, which we'll talk about. But Faye is sort of the middle ground. And quite honestly, to me, she's closer to. The reality of what life gives you where like there aren't big catharsises there aren't like arcs that you reach the end of there are only things that you discover about yourself as you grow older
1: yeah no that's fair uh I think meeting the old friend in the park was supposed to be the ending. Right. And for some reason, Maybe. I think that, but that's what I mean. It it had that essence of a scene that was supposed to be like, oh, I'm just a ghost. Right. Or like she, it, where she's just going like, that's the old me. This is the new me. I'm going to leave this behind. And I think that's what they were going for. But it just, for some reason, it didn't have that like oomph of like, this is definitely. Didn't have the
0: weight. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't a button on the end of it. My favorite theme that I've heard so far about this and it's something I I've watched this show fucking eight times probably and it never occurred to me every character is frozen in time Every single one. Like, I have these lists that I'm not going to go through all of because it would take us fucking forever. But, like, Jet's watch is literally stopped as a metaphor because he can't move on from the past. Like, he can't move on from Elisa. He can't move on about his arm. Right. And then, like, Faye. Faye was literally frozen in time, Time. you know? And she can't move on without her childhood. And then there's, like, all three of them have left pieces of themselves in the past. Jet's arm, Spike's eye, Faye's memory. And then even the smaller characters, like Gren. Who's the guy who was in the Titan war with vicious, yeah, who like under he went through like the hormonal changes, yeah,, yeah he's yeah. still living in the war on Titan, and he's letting vicious control him still thad, who is uh jet's old partner, is so torn up about what he did to his old partner that he forces Jet to kill him so he can forgive himself before he dies. Rocco is still stuck in the moment that his sister lost her sight, and then this is an interesting thing. vicious is the only character trying to move forward. Like, it's one of the most extremely compelling villains I've had in a show because, like, he is not stuck in the past. He's trying to dig these old corpses out of the syndicate so that they can finally progress and move forward. It's not in a good way, but he's the only one who's not living in the past. And it's interesting. Spike depends on fortune tellers to, like point him in the right direction. It's all, he's very old hat, you know? And then there's other symbols of this, the use of jazz and blues, which is like at this point 300 years old or whatever. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think also the use of jazz and blues was to emphasize the the kind of noir- aspect of it. But
0: I think those two go hand in hand. I think part of the reason why the noir feel works so well, that and the Western feel are emphasizing how these people are stuck in the past.
1: Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Episodes
0: revolving around beta tapes, feng shui and tradition. They're so old fashioned. The only way they can win against a computer virus is by turning their new age mono systems off and then firing their same virus back at them in one of the episodes. Right. Like it's all about these people who are
1: refusing to move forward. Yeah, that's fair. That is one that I had never picked up on.
0: And it's not until, like... And, well, spoilers for the final episodes, because we can start moving into that now. It's not until Julia dies Mm -hmm. that Spike has nothing chaining him to that time in his life. Right. And he can finally move forward, and he can go to see if he really died that day or not.
1: Right, right. So, that being said, I want to talk about this ending. Because I have an idea... I have a theory. So at the end, again, spoilers for the very last moments of this is that our main character, Spike finally meets up with vicious, the villain that has kind of cropped up every couple of episodes. This kind of like arch nemesis that's throughout the series. And so they have the final battle and then spoiler again, Spike kills vicious and then seemingly, It looks like he dies himself. They
0: both hit each other at the same time. They both
1: hit each other at the same time. And then it looks like Spike also dies. And then that's the end of the series. So I'm going to posit this idea to you. I think that that's not real.
0: (laughs) What do you mean not real? I
1: think that... Like it's a dream? Yes. I think that Spike actually lost that battle. Because what happens in in the episode is that they have the final, like... Spike shoots Vicious, Vicious hits Spike, Vicious falls, and then it flashes to the part of the episode where Julia died and she had muttered something that you couldn't hear and they let you hear what she says. And she says, it's just a dream. And then it flashes back to the present time, but the entire color scheme has changed and he's walking down the stairs and then he does the little like finger gun thing and then he collapses. And I was like, this is a dream. He's dreaming that he killed Vicious. I think Vicious actually won.
0: How? (laughs) A guy with a sword? Like, you think he made it up to Vicious? I think Spike does die. Right, right. But you think he made it up to Vicious?
1: Oh, no, no. Everything up until that last moment is real. That's what I'm saying. Everything is up to the last. So do you think they hit each other? I do, but I don't think that Vicious dies. I think just Spike dies. I think Spike loses. I think vicious wins in the end. That's interesting. Spike loses because the two hits hit each other, and then, like I said, it flashes to Julia saying it's just a dream, and then the rest of—I mean, the rest of the episode is like thirty seconds long. But the rest of the episode is a much more brightly colored heavenly look to it and he is coming down victorious because she says it's just a dream and then he says yeah just a dream and then he's walking down the stairs victorious before he collapses which
0: is his dream
1: and i was like this is just a dream i that's what i the first time i saw this i was like i think that's what they're doing And then I tried to Google it to find if anyone supported me in this, and there was nothing. But I feel like there's merit to this. There are a
0: million theories. Oh, I'm sure. A million theories about this ending, about whether Spike's actually dead. Because if he's alive, he's the head of the syndicate now. Right. Because that's how Vicious took over. He killed the elders. Right. And so he's in charge now. Right,
1: right, right, right.
0: Yeah, there's a fuck ton of theories. And every time fucking Watanabe gets asked about the ending, he's like, oh, I don't know. I'll never tell, you know. Right. And you're like, he he knows. And you're like, you don't have to say it like that.
1: You can just say it like a normal person. (laughs) Yeah, don't don't do that weird laugh. But that's what... So that was my... That's your take on it? Insane take on it. At first I was like, oh, okay, it's pretty straightforward. And then I was like, "Mm, but they don't like to do things straightforward like this. There's got to be a take on it. And I was like, it's just a dream. There's so
0: much to unpack in this show for such a short show. There's so much you can look into and assume and guess well this is this way so that might mean this or that it's so perfectly open to interpretation i'd never heard that particular i'm sure it exists that theory i'm
1: sure it does i mean other shows and movies have had that same thesis proposal about the ending to it and so my question to you is Do you think I'm absolutely insane?
0: No, I think you have fully come over to the side of anime fans. That's
1: it. You've heard it here first, everybody. Andrew says, I cracked the code of Cowboy Bebop. I figured it all out. I figured out all the secrets. One shot. That's all I needed. And I got it. What I actually said, what I
0: actually said was, you're not crazy. You're an anime fan. Congratulations.
1: Let's not say things we can't take Yeah, exactly. Answer. You want to hear yeah. a fun
0: fact that I know you're going to love? Okay. cryo tank has the serial number NCC-1701-B. Do you know what that is? Nope. It's the same serial number as the third Enterprise on Star
1: Trek. Say it again. NCC-1701-B. Yeah. How did I miss that, actually? I don't know. I didn't know it. <laughs> no, but I know what the serial number of the enterprises so i don't know how i missed it it's
0: interesting as well another thing i wrote here is that um the martial art that Spike practices is called Jeet Kundo, mm. which is actually the same one that I learned as a child. Yes. And it is the way of the intercepting fist. It, the motto is using no way as way, having no limitation as limitation. It focuses on trying to have no style, to not be bound to any one method. Because like when you're in a fight, he used <laughs> this to, is, to say this Bruce is Lee the Bruce created Lee. it. Yeah,
1: this is the Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: When Bruce Lee, he used to talk about it and he'd be like, because when you're fighting someone and like when someone tries to mug you and then you like you throw a punch and then they punch you back and you're like no we have to take that again because you were supposed to do this thing because I had brought my hand up you know that's not going to work so his thing was like what is the best for each moment you learn more like reaction time and stuff like that you try to like shorten the amount of time it takes you to like think of what to do next and interpret the your opponent's response and it's interesting that the only people who stand a chance against Spike in the show have no fighting style Mm. Andy the cowboy boy is just like throwing punches and he's doing pretty good.
1: I would not be able to tell this simply because it's animated. I know, I know.
0: But like Ed's dad, you remember that
1: scene? Yes. Yes, Like I he's do. just like
0: blocking and then Mad Puro as well, the like crazy, that was a great episode, right? <laughs> By the way,
1: the Ed's dad episode, the thing that pissed me off the most about that, I was like, finally this is an episode about Ed that I actually care about and then it just kind of like, you know what I mean? Like they were just like, that's her dad and then. Well, I think you're
0: supposed to kind of feel bad because it's like she, he's like hey do you want to come with me and she thinks about it and then he just fucks off yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. i know i got that but i was just like i i don't know i i there was something about that episode that I was like it was this close to being an episode about it that i actually gave a shit about and then it just kind of ended and i was like god damn it what the hell <laughs> yeah i mean there is only so much
0: you can do with like a 23 minute show which also leads me to i wanted to say like they fucking take their time and i fucking love it like the scripts could be 15 minute long episodes, but they, they just let stuff hang and I love it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do give it time to breathe. Did you
0: like the Mad Puro, Pyro Lafoux episode? The like crazy fat guy with the cane and the hat flying around murdering people.
1: That was fucking, that was one of my favorites too. It's that great, was fucking right? nuts. Every time yes. I see it, I'm
0: like, this is incredible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, so that good. one was great. That was awesome.
0: Do you get why Spike threw him off because the cat threw him off? There's so many little things. Yes. The cat has two different color eyes, the same as Spike. Yes.
1: Did you catch that
0: the guy in the airport in one of the last episodes is Punch from the Bounty Hunter show?
1: Yes, I did. Yeah. With his mom. Yes. Oh, my God. This is this. I like that this episode has now just dissolved into you going like, did you? I'm so happy I have someone to talk with about (laughs) this.
0: You got to watch the movie so we can talk about it. So I did want to bring up. I have a section here of Flaws that I wanted to bring up, there are some things that, like, I do acknowledge don't really make sense. Some of the time stuff is weird. The first time you see Faye, they say she's over 200 years old. Yes. But then later they say she was frozen for 50 years and one of her friends is alive. Yeah,
1: I think they retcon
0: that. Yeah, I think you're right. It also is not, like, strictly said because they say, are you Lady Luck? Because if you are, she'd be over 200 years old and maybe it's a different person.
1: Maybe it's just a thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just a weird turn of phrase for the future.
0: Maybe there was a person. Future phrase. And she's just lying
1: yeah how much is a Wulong worth <laughs> I have no idea because these guys make like a hundred million woolong and then but a bowl of soup costs 8,000 woolong I don't right. know man yeah it's very weird because, yeah, if you calculate it, some of their bounties, are like 50,000 Wulong, but then they're like buying food for like 6,000 Wulong. And I'm like, so you basically get like 50 bucks for this guy? I don't understand. They say Ein is
0: worth two Wulong, and then Spike orders a meal for like 2,000 Wulong or something. Right. Teddy Bomber says the Bebop crew is famous, even though they've never successfully brought in any bounties. Say... Are they're so, so bad at their yeah, job I know and uh, the last flaw that I have written here is it ends <laughs> well
1: done well done
0: do you want to talk a little bit about the upcoming Netflix
1: sh- series what we know about it yes oh I did want to talk about this actually because here's the thing do they by the way I wanted to ask you because you would know better than what I would I haven't seen anything about it but th- there's no there's no tr- trailer or anything after this yet they
0: did one like very small promotional video that's just like a camera running along the floor and then it goes up to the table and everyone's like oh my god hey and it's ein it's the dog playing ein oh okay and it's just like the it's like them at the first read through
1: right My computer is now updating.
0: Yay. But my recorder
1: is plugged into my computer, and I don't want it to do that. Oh. What the... F- what are you doing that for? Because the batteries in this thing are dead. Oh. And I didn't... Sorry, I'm talking and now frantically watching, like, is my computer actually shutting uh. off? Shutting off to restart? And is this going to fuck me up? Yeah, so uh, the movie... It's a
0: TV show. It's a miniseries.
1: <laughs> sorry, that's what I meant. There's a promotional video, but not like an actual trailer or anything, right? I was actually watching this series, and... As I was watching it, I kept thinking, like, this kind of gets me excited to see a live action version of this. If it's done very right. There are a million ways that this could go very, very wrong.
0: Yep. That's what I keep thinking. Like
1: I said before, like, one of the big influences to me from this was Blade Runner. And I was like, if you put it in that type of setting, this Blade Runner... On Netflix, there's a show called Altered Carbon that's kind of that esque and make it that kind of dark, rainy. Really lean more into the noir than anything else, then this could be a real success. And I think this is gonna be one of those shows, people are gonna hate it because they the original material is so beloved. But use this show as kind of a general template as a jumping off point, but don't try and simply replicate oh my god everything around me is dying right now my ipad just said it's also dying i'm gonna <laughs> fucking lose my shit right now you gotta charge that shit before
0: you start recording
1: i did i swear to then god you it was leave like it plugged in no it was at like 98 percent did you have it plugged in when we started no because it was a
0: 98 percent. yeah exactly keep it plugged in
1: keep you plugged in anyway so use this as like a loose a looser template because the original material is great you're not going to do as good as the original material by simply trying to carbon copy it and make a live action version use the the themes that it it does very well use kind of the the tropes that it uses very well but don't try and make a carbon copy of the animated version the people who love the animated version are going to actually hate that but that's why they have the animated version. Do you, do you know what I
0: mean? Does that make sense? I know exactly what you're saying. Would you like some info on the show? Yes, please. Great. Uh, we'll start with the cast and then I'll talk to you about all the reasons why I'm nervous about it. Okay. John Cho is playing Spike. We know that. He was in Harold and Kumar, he was in Star Trek movies. He's recently in the movie Searching. Great actor. A little old for me? Maybe. For this character? He's like 50 ish. Is he? Oh, let's, there's one way to find out. John. Show age. 48. Okay. Yeah, so like 50. Oh,
1: he does not look 48 to me.
0: And the woman playing Faye is younger than me, which makes me a little nervous. I think everyone else in here is like my age or or younger, which is a little unsettling. But the guy playing Vicious, Alex Hassel, who you would know as Translucent in The Boys. Oh, yeah. And he has a Shakespearean background. I feel pretty good about him. Playing in that role right uh, we've also got Daniela Pineda who's playing Faye the only thing I could find that she was in was Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom Elena Satine is playing Julia she was in Twin Peaks that's the only thing i could find of her here's a, a guy that I know Jet is being played by Mustafa Shakir who you will know as Bushmaster from Luke Cage He's good. Oh, yeah. He's he a good, good choice for this, too. He's a
1: very good choice for
0: this. So they've got some changing of some genders as well. You'll find this pretty interesting. So, you know, you remember Shin and Lin, the twin brothers? Yes. Who uh, One of them dies protecting Vicious, and then the other one helps out Spike at the end. Right. So Lin is going to be a woman. Which is an interesting choice. Okay. So Shin is a boy and Lin is a woman. And Mao, the head of the syndicate who dies at the beginning of the fifth episode, the vicious kills, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Not only played by a woman, but that woman is Rachel House- do you know that actor? I
1: do. She's, uh, I know she's the voice uh, in Moana. Oh,
0: is she? Yeah. She's, I know she's
1: in Soul. Oh, yeah. And she's in Soul. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's in, uh, she's in Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. <laughs> yes, she is. It's going to be
0: written by Christopher Yost, who was a writer for Thor Ragnarok and The Mandalorian. Right. Yoko Kano is coming back for the soundtrack. Those are all great things. Good news for you. It doesn't look like Ed's going to be in
1: it. I don't see that either. I was looking to see who's cast. I bet Ed will make an appearance.
0: I doubt it. You don't think so? Nah. I think they're trying to do something very specific with this. I think they're aiming for a very specific demographic, and that demographic is not people who like the show. <laughs>
1: uh, you know, I don't think they're actively trying to go against people who like the show. I think that they are. I think they're, they're they might be doing what I'm saying, which is like we're not going to be able to. First of all, we're not going to be able to carbon copy the show and then please people. It's just not going to happen.
0: Okay, but that leads me to my next point, which is that I think they're trying to carbon copy the show. I don't think that they are, though. I think they are because half the cast members in this are dead. Half the cast members of this are characters who were in the cartoon, right? Who are dead by the end of it. Oh, oh, and there's the, like, the, there's right. very specific, like Teddy Bomber is in it. Yeah. The bomber who they go after, Gren is I in it. I
1: did actually like the Teddy Bomber. That was pretty good, right? The one with the ending. Yeah, yeah. That was a good episode. Guy's such a douche. <laughs> so such a like, you guess. know what I
0: didn't like about that episode is that they keep saying like, "Man, really reminds me of somebody." Doesn't remind me at all of Spike.
1: No, nope, not at all. Not no, even close. Not a
0: little bit in the face,
1: I guess. Not even close.
0: But like, they're like, "Ah, his hot-headed in nature really reminds me." Like, yeah. I think they could have done a better job of making him yeah. more like Spike. Right. But yeah, though Teddy Bombers, the character Mao is in it. Shin and Lin are both in it. I think they're just doing some of the episodes from the show.
1: Right, 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 right. I mean, that's possible, but I think it's going to be a combination of both. That's what I think. But we'll see. We'll see. Okay, before my power gets cut off, apparently, (laughs) let's wrap this up. So I have a reading assignment for you. This is actually one that I am in the middle of right now. So I'm interested to see. Oh, snap. I was hesitating to give this to you until it kind of wraps up, but I don't I think it's an ongoing series. I've been in the middle of reading a series called Maniac in New York. No, Maniac of New York. Uh, This is from Aftershock Comics. The storyline is basically it's New York City. There is basically like a Jason Voorhees like killer that is in New York City. And he's going around killing people. And he's unstoppable. The police shoot him. Nothing happens like your typical monster movie character. But New York has now just gotten to the point that they just accept that this guy is out here and (laughs) just... Basically, like there's a there's a task force trying to catch him and figure out who he is but for the most part they just accept that he's there and you just try not to die yeah and it's like the end train's delayed today and uh Harry's been seen around Central Park so just watch out if you're jogging maybe you don't want to go in that area and and that's pretty much New Yorkers have just accepted this happened this sounds like a board game it's really fascinating it's really interesting it's about three I think it's three issues in right now probably by the time we talk Talk about this the, the fourth issue will come out so I kind of want to get your impression on this Maybe I'm just crazy if this is good or not, yeah. but uh, I was like, I, I need to, kind of like you with Cowboy Bebop, I'm like, I need someone else to talk about this with, because yeah, I can't right. find anyone who has even heard of this. All right, yeah. So I'll, I'll. Uh, that's that's what I want to do, Maniac of New York. I
0: love that you, simultaneously, you said, you've probably heard of this somewhere else, and I can't find anyone else who's heard of this. All
1: right, so that's it. I'm going to be done now, because everything's going to die on me.
0: Including me. Joke's on you, motherfucker. This is Zack Snyder's driveway. Oh! That's A joke you didn't think would come back into this episode.
1: But I love that you brought it back. Yay. Uh, Hey, Andrew. Yeah. I don't have time for this. Hey,
0: Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Andrew, Where can they find us? They can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on iHeartRadio, on Pandora, on SoundCloud.com/slash the Media Lunch Break. You can listen to us fucking anywhere. You can listen to us in Zack Snyder's driveway, but don't go there. It's dangerous. You can find us on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. You can find us on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube.com/slash the Media Lunch Break. Go over there and give us a subscribe, like some of our videos, they're very good. They are. I would recommend them. In fact, you just did. I did. I would, and I have, and I will again. If you think I fucking won't, He'll do it. don't make me fucking do it. You can give us money at patreon.com slash themedia lunch break. You can send us an email at TheMediaLunchBreak@gmail.com, lunch break at gmail.com, and you can even visit our... Uh, website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. There's an Amazon affiliate link for uh, Cowboy Bebop box set. Yes. If you're interested in getting it, if you want to rewatch it, if you want to view it, you can go there. Or just tool around. They might have a digital copy as well. It's probably cheaper and it doesn't take up space. So click the link below. Find it there. If you do, we get like a kickback. maybe get a little something-something. Little, little little, yeah. If you nickels. don't feel like donating directly to Patreon, if you want to get something that uh, helps you and you don't have to pay any
1: extra money little and you want to get it on Amazon... Just click
0: that link. And, uh, and we get a few
1: nickels in the bag. A little yeah, few nickels easy. more in our, in our little coin purses. Yeah, 100%. Mm. There
0: was something else I was going to say, and I almost added it, but I have... The website? No, I already said that. Mm, I wasn't listening. Anyway, rate and review us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, and a special thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. Oh, that's what I was going to say. It's probably out now. I was on a podcast about a scammer right. that reached out to us and tried to, like, give us an advertisement thing. And it was like, hey, visit this website. And there's a whole new podcast miniseries coming out about people who've been reached out to by this entity, whatever you want to call them. I don't know the name of the podcast. We'll probably bring it up on the next episode and tell you where you can watch it there. But uh, yeah, I was on that. I asked Chris to be on it, but he fucking didn't do it because his family is important or some shit. I left mine out. They were locked out and they were knocking on the door and I stuck my head out the window. And I was like, I'm trying to record a podcast right here. So if you could keep it down, please. And then I slammed the window shut and I fucking locked it. Yeah.
1: And then your son was like, fuck you, dad. Nah, And took out your eye. <laughs> yeah. And
0: then, then he scooped out a piece of my cornea. Yeah. Yeah. revenge. Is is a dish best served with a side
1: of eyeball yeah that's why i didn't go on the podcast i was like no this kid will take out my eye or something i like both my eyes all right that's it that's it we're done we are definitely done i mean no, i definitely dog, am it. oh no. no why 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 if you, you can't stop saying so um, years,
0: you're never gonna stop using the word done <laughs> Tell you what, you stop using um, I'll never make that joke again. You'd
1: think, you think I'd learn my lesson <laughs> after so long. I have no one to blame but myself for this. I agree. I'm I'm a shell of a man at this point.
0: It's amazing how often we use the phrase shell of a man <laughs> on this show. It's true. It's true. <laughs> All right,
1: let's get out of here. Before everything shits the bed. That's it. We, there wasn't a thing here. Now there's a thing. Now there's a thing. We made a thing. So go out now. After you're done listening to this thing, go make a thing your own. Put that out there. Yeah,
0: enjoy the day. It's probably very nice. It's starting to be summer here in the northern hemisphere. Mm -hmm. It's very nice. It probably sucks nut in the southern hemisphere because it's probably fucking
1: freezing. Yeah. But, you know, bundle up and get on out there. Yeah. All right. That's it. I'm
0: finished. Hey, he learned. You'll be back.
1: Oh, I will. I'm stopping it now.
0: What? We didn't get any of our cold clothes. Oh, no. Our cold... (laughs)
1: or cold clothes
0: yeah, yeah that's is that really the technical term it is for me great <laughs> that's what i call it because there's a cold open and a cold close it bookends it
1: well if it's a cold open wouldn't it be a warm close no because be- by over the course of the episode the content is so hot it it heats up the ending
0: no that's not why it's called a cold close
1: you fucking spoon so it'd be a hot it should be a roasting close by the end of it cold open roasting close that's not what it means I think. That's what it means. I don't think so. It you start off cold with the open because there's no content, right? So everything's cold and barren, and then the content gets so hot <laughs> gets so hot that it by the time you get to the close it's roasting. Why did Christopher Walken just come on this podcast? It's hot. Hot it's baby. It, so I got fire. a fever.
0: The only prescription is more. Roasting content. It's so hot. That's a pretty good walk-in. Thank you. I've always thought I did a tremendous walk-in closet. (laughs) Okay, don't. The
1: longer it goes, the worse it gets. It's so
0: bad. I can't do it. You know what's funny? I used to do one of my favorite monologues to do for comedic shows, for auditions, would be uh, Christopher Walken reciting the lyrics to the theme song of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, that's good. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground... It's where I
1: spent most of my days. This is worth getting the Patreon because you can't see it on the audio. Is that is that you do the shoulders. You do the Oh you, yeah. You, know. you gotta do
0: it. You gotta do the shoulders. I also another one I do is um Ian McKellen doing the Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme, which is uh in West Philadelphia. Nope, stop born nope, and nope, raised. Nope, nope, nope. nope. On I don't the like playground this. is where I spent
1: most of my days. No, nope, I don't like this one. This is, not, this is not your best. Maxing, this is relaxing, not all cool. This is not a good one. Shooting some b-ball outside of the school. I'm not sure who this is. What? This is Ian not, McKellen? Nope, it's definitely not. What are you talking about? It's In West Philadelphia, born no. and raised. You don't sound like Ian McKellen. You sound like I a I absolutely butler. do.
0: I'm going to be editing this and I'm going to be like, did Ian McKellen just come on the show? And then he's like, yeah, yes, I had to pick up after Christopher so, Walken. No.
1: <laughs> wow. 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 That, was a, wow! that was an extreme left it's turn. So hot. Roasting clothes. I
0: am, all of my levels are clipping
1: when I'm Christopher Walken. That's how you know you're doing a good walk-in. I
0: think oh, by the way, you know it's the opposite of Christopher Reeve, right?
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Do not try to close the show on that joke. No, 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 absolutely not. No, do not do it. Don't do it. I mean, I was going to say Keanu Reeves. Don't do it. We're done. Damn it.